All right, all right, all right. Another episode today for the Box of Chocolates podcast. I'm your boy, Tony T, and me and Mike DePerry have some really important stuff to discuss, such as the infamous concert in the circus tent by the Rolling Stones, which Mitch Jag- which Mitch Jagger, Mick Jagger was deeply ashamed of and didn't even release to the public until, I think, 98. Don't quote me on that. You'll find out when you hear the show. Um, Mike and I are hilarious, just in case you didn't know that already. So, uh, strap in for a really, really, really good show. Dude, so, Stones, huh? Rolling Stones? So, Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus. Fucking amazing, I'm sure. They, you know what? I want to look this up because I, uh, I can probably get more information than I actually know off the top of my head if I look it up. Yeah, from the look of it, I, I'm seeing it on our YouTube right now. I so see Brian did, Jones playing guitar on the left there. I forget, I, I forget the whole origin of it. Um, but they decided to film this thing, and they set up a big, giant circus tent. Yeah. And they invited a bunch of their buddies. Um, John uh, Jethro Tull performs. Uh, Marianne Faithful performs. The Who perform. John Lennon and Yoko are there. Uh, Clapton's there. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Mitchell is there. Keith Richards ooh, is there ooh. because they have this super group they put together called the Dirty Mac. And that's where uh, and Keith plays bass for that. One, yeah. Right? Let me show you. They gotta have the Dirty Mac song on here. I'm sure they do, man. Oh, yes, I've seen your this blues, actually. The Dirty John Mac. Lennon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is amazing. And that's cla- that's Eric yeah. Clapton, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> it Clapton, so Keith now. Richards, and and John Lennon. And, and um, and I believe Mitch Mitchell is playing drums. Yeah, that's I what believe. I mean. But it's it's insane, dude. It's insane. And oh, they were just, dude. My fingers are literally and like. Yeah, Keith Richards is playing bass. Dude, Keith is low key. A bitch but they like bass. so they all, all the crowd is all like their buddies and like drug buddies and everything. And so they just threw like a giant party. That's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> and um. Oh, let's see this. This is a 71? 72? The original idea... No, it was 68. December 68. 68. Right, the original right. idea was going to include the small faces, the Stones, and the Who, and the concept of a circus was first thrown up between Mick, Pete Townsend, and Ronnie Lane. No it was meant to be aired on the BBC, but instead the Rolling Stones withheld it. The Stones contended they did so because of their substandard performance. That's right, and Brian Jones was all fucked up. Oh, uh, so it was Brian. This is his last appearance with the Stones. He drowns him seven months later. Holy the film crap, is being edited. Dude. What? And this is the story. This is what this is what I forgot about. Yeah. Um, some speculate that another reason for not releasing the film was that the Who were fresh off a concert tour, seemingly upstaged the Stones on their own production. Damn. So the Who, I forget which song the Who played. I'll, they'll have they have it on YouTube, but the. The Who came out and fucking blew the roof off the place. And the Stones were not that good, and they were all fucked up. And Brian Jones is clearly fucked, fucked up. up. So they didn't want to put it out for years because they were, like, kind of embarrassed by it. Yeah. But in the mid-'90s, they released it, and they put it on a VHS. Because I remember I got it for my dad for, like, Father's Day or something. Cool, man. And I was just blown away by it. And so I have no idea, like, why, like... I mean, sure, they're not at their best, but it's still pretty great. I don't know why they thought people wouldn't want to see this, because for a while it was like this coveted thing before they released it. Like, it was one of these things that people had that would trade around, like, if you had a copy. Oh, And it's awesome. It's awesome, because it's got this, it's got The Who, The Stones do a bunch of songs, Um, Jethro Tull plays, Marianne Faithful sings, like, there's... And Yoko's just floating around the whole time, being weird. Doing her thing. But yeah, the show was not commercially released until 1996. No kidding, man. It was Jagger's idea to promote the new record, Beggar's Banquet. That was like their, uh, when they stopped being psychedelic. They were, wait, hold on, let's see. The performances began around 2 p.m. on December 11th, but setting up between acts and reloading cameras took longer than planned, which meant the final performances took place at almost 5 in the morning on the 12th. Jesus By that time, the audience God. and most of the Stones were exhausted. It was only due to Jagger's sheer enthusiasm and stamina that they kept going <laughs> until the end. Regardless, Jagger was so disappointed with the band's performance that he canceled the airing of the film. Holy crap. You guys are crazy. Stepping up your way. Yeah, yeah. Last public performance of Brian Jones. And 
for much of the Stones' performances, he is inaudible. Although his slide guitar and expectations, Mahaka's sympathy for the devil and rhythm and Jumbo Jack Flash remain clear. Shit, Ian Anderson remarked, Brian Jones was well past his sell-by date by then. His sold-by date. We spoke to Brian, he really didn't know what was going on. He was rather cuddled from the others. There was a lot of embarrassed silence. We felt sorry for him. Brian couldn't even tune his guitar. Oh, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. That's crazy. But yeah, there's a really cool version of uh, Sympathy for the Devil, too, that they did. Dude, that was a great style. But that is, that is, damn, that song that was, was fucking amazing. Gnarly. Amazing. Amazing. Was, so oh, was Clapton out of cream already by this point? Is it 68, right? It's late 68, too. It's December of 68, so, so it might have been. Yeah, because it was 66, 68. He might have been. Oh, shoot. The loudest band in the world. At least back then. I forget. I thought they did more than a quick one while he's away, but... Like <laughs> a moody. It might not be on here. But yeah, it's just, I mean, it's like one of those really cool moments in history that, you know, such a crazy idea. Dude, John Whistle's dry, he's, he's swinging the whole thing, man. He's so Insane. good. He is, he's so good. Dude, who the fuck else could keep Mooney in line? I got to see, section, right? you know? I saw the, I think it was 2001 or 2002 I saw the Who, so I got to see them with Ed Whistle, Man, it was like, I think it was like six months or a year before he died. Because he died while they were on tour, he died in a hotel room, he was like doing a bunch of blow and yeah, stuff, like yeah. partying, <laughs> and his yep. heart just gave out. And then they got Pino Palladino last minute, Yeah. And they had him for yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them with Pino too, uh, playing bass. Yeah, I saw Pino with uh, John Mayer at the Garden. He like, had that John Mayer trio, right? He did have the trio for a while, actually. I think John Mayer, when he would go on his tours, he would do like one set would be his regular old band. Yeah. And then he'd go off stage, and then it'd be the trio for a set. Yeah, I kind the trio was kind of like the yeah, only could, stuff that I kind of liked of of his. Honestly, that's the stuff that really got me into him. Because I trio. never knew he was like you know a big blues guy. And, yeah, same. You know, all I knew was your body was a, is a wonderland. Before that, yeah, and I hate all those songs. They're so like I don't know. They're so cheese ball, and he sings. So, you know, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I like his. He's uh, got that one like. I'm see you on the top of my dude, those aren't. Dude, that's not real. That's not like what he's really capable or made of, man. Like, well, he shouldn't. That, that's why it's cool that he's playing with the dead now because I feel like. Yeah, dude. He's wasting his time trying to sing. He should just be on the side playing his guitar, doing what he's doing. Like, he doesn't need to be singing. Now he's uh, you know. Honestly, I don't mind his voice. I think his uh, his songwriting fits his voice. Yeah. He has, a, he has a good ear enough for that. I mean, he's definitely, you know, he knows how to write a pop tune, and I'll give him that much. He's... But I'll tell you, man, like, especially Continuum is a good example of this, where, like, the album tracks are good-ass songs, man. Just really well done. Yeah. Impressive works, man. They really, they really are good. See, are these the only things that are coming up for it? I thought they had more. And actually, a lot of them were uh, were done already on, you know, try by the, the trio, but like are done like more cleanly on continuum. Right, like, right. With clean, the keyboards yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's the same guys. Pino's on the record, and so is Steve Jordan. Right, right. On drums. Um. Yeah. So this is. Um. So they have they have most of it. Ooh, Jack Flash. They have most of it, but um. Yeah, everybody in the crowd's fucked up. I, they, were, they were all like, for some reason they all had ponchos on, I'm not sure why. It's <laughs> raining in the tent. You can just see like how hazy the tent is. Look at Mick Jagger. His eyes are like shining. He looks like, I mean, he looks like a woman. He does. Like, that's a beautiful man. <laughs> Not my type. Like, you know. I respect your, I respect your opinion. But. Uh, 
やいやいや These people in the pageant. Oh, dude, he's. Oh, dude, he's dead. Look at him. Like, Brian Jones, dude, he just. He looks so out of it. He's out, bro. Charlie Watts is ripping, though. As yeah, always. He's doing his thing. Yeah, didn't it, doesn't he, like, to this day, like, playing, like, jazz combos when he's not on Broke the Stones? He's, I feel like he's always doing something, man. Yeah, like, bro. He seems like he, like, never stops. Like, no. He looks pretty. He looks pretty much the same. He's just more wrinkled now. Like, <laughs> I think he looks the like as far as like age wise. Like he, I, he aged the most conventionally out of the the, the Stones in the band. I saw them. I, I saw them in '98. I think I told you this. My first show I ever went to was the Stones uh, Bridges the Babylon tour. It was '98. The Foo Fighters over the for him. Oh, nice. And I, they, they were old back then. <laughs> Yo, I remember the fucking Super Bowl when they played the Super Bowl and yeah. Jagger had like the freaking belly shirt and was like gyrating. And that was like Elvis. 15 years ago. Yeah, like, and he was like, an, it was like an old person. I was like, what the fuck is this old person doing? Like dancing around. He's still doing it, man. It's crazy. I mean, look, no shade. I mean, the Stones are some of the greatest ever still. Yeah, but Keith Richards, like, he literally stands there. Like, he doesn't look like he's alive. Like, he's just standing there playing and yet with a cigarette. Like, <laughs> bro, again, like. It, that dude, I, I think swear. He's petrified. I still let you borrow. Do you, you, you ever read his book? Who? Keith Richards' book that he put out a couple years I've read ago. A, you know, I've read a few chapters. Oh, of it. I haven't it's finished a good it. Book. I haven't. It's a really good book. It's he, long. Yeah. He talks mad shit about he Mick does. Jagger. He does. The whole time. Like not he the does. whole time, but like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. But it's it's a There's good a book, and, man. See, it's amazing how much shit he remembers. Like, dude, he. I wonder. If, What's amazing to me is that Bill Wyman, the, ba- the unassuming bass player, was like reportedly the biggest poon oh, out, yeah, yeah, out of yeah. all the guys. You look at him and he's like, what? Yeah, and he's like partying how- too. Oh, there's the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even confused. I'm just like, what the hell? I, I know what you're trying to do, man, but no thank you. <laughs> I think at the beginning he's dressed up like, kind of like um, what do they call the guy that runs the circus? Ringmaster. Ringmaster. Oh, yes. Yeah, I couldn't remember that name. Yeah, he's kind of dressed up like a ringmaster. Is he in a little top hat? On? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, real corny, goodness. but it's it's so good. It's it's so crazy that they didn't put it out for so long. There's so many. Um, Actually, woman's on here. You can't want. The version of "Sympathy for the Devil" is just insane. I don't know if you like this song, but I do. I'm a big fan of this song. Hey, <laughs> I'm sleeping, man. And <laughs> Brian, there's Brian. Looks like he's gonna fall there's over. Keith. <laughs> Bill's just like, bro. Keep it down. Who was sleeping with tonight? It's funny, like, I think, I don't know if we talked about this on air, but, like, the the rock stars that, like, teetotal in, like, these hard party bands, they're the ones that fuck the most. Oh, yeah. Nuge. Well, they're in the best best shape, too. (laughs) I I guess. Their body has been ravaged by chemicals. (laughs) Robinson, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, like, what else are you going to do if you're not married? Everybody's got a vice, you know? Everyone's got a vice. I don't know. I don't remember if I told you that on, on an older episode, but uh, Roger Daltrey. Yeah, the wife. His wife. Did yeah. I tell you that? You might. I don't know if it was on air, but I think Might have been on the phone. Might have been on the phone, he, yeah. He, he's been married for, like, 50 years, and he told his wife when they first started going on tour, he was like, look, like... I'm the lead singer of The Who. <laughs> you know what that means, don't you? So, you know, things are going to happen, and you're just going to have to deal with it. And, oh, man. If you get some you postcards know, with some, like, lady deserves a medal. ladies, uh, I apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's how it went, right? Is that how you told me it? Huh? Is that how, is that how you told me it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much, pretty, pretty much. much. Dude, this song, Loki, Dude, it's so, it's so like, it's so timeless too. Like, yeah. I don't know about you, but I feel like they could, you, somebody could put this song out today and it would be a hit. Like, it's just, 
it doesn't sound like it, it's not dated. No. You know? Not at all, man. It just, you know what's so funny? It's also an outlier on Beggar's Banquet. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It sounds nothing like anything else on that record. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And that's what, I mean, you know, I, I think that's one thing they don't get enough credit for is that they took a lot of risks, too. For sure, man. Because, you know, people always, like, talk about, you know, all the big risks the Beatles took, but they took a lot of big risks, too. Just different types of risks. Yeah. I would, I would argue. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you know, there's a lot of debate. I mean, there even was then, from what I understand, like, who's better, the Beatles or the Stones? For me, that's, like, the dumbest question on earth. You can't, yeah. You can't. Like, you can't quantify it. You really can't, dude. It's different. You can't quantify it. You know what I mean? Entirely different entities. And there's not many people who are like, I only like the Rolling Stones, no. or I only like the Beatles. Like, most people, if you like the Rolling... Because they were influenced by each other. You know what I mean? You oh, can yeah. hear it. Yeah. You, you can hear it. And if you look at when albums were released, they clearly were influenced by each other. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost and like they pushed each other, uncanny. and same thing, yeah. you know, with like the Who and these. So like they they all pushed each other to yep. be better. Yeah, yeah. I read a, Peter, a little bit of Peter Frampton's book not not long back, and he was talking about how when he was coming up, London was very small. Yeah, and like all these big stars were just kind of hanging out like everywhere, and they were all like boys with each other. Yeah, like you know he went and got, you know he hung out with Bill Wyman for the night, and then he hung out with Mooney and Ant Whistle for the like this other night and then played with them for a show like it, I feel it, like it that's was like the 16 way, years old I feel like that's the way things were things were different back then because that was that way in New York too like you could go around the village and you'd run into fucking everybody you mm -hmm. know like it's just different now you can't like celebrity I don't know it's become so like bastardized like and people have become like the whole culture of it is so like gross you know what I mean yeah it's weird I think fundamentally what it is it's like like every single one of these people would get cancelled today <laughs> because celebrity from what I understand it's basically like you know obviously you know this like the media prop like props these people up right. as exemplars and like skews who they are in such a way that makes them appear larger than life and, when in reality they're just people and clearly, exceptional mind you but people and clearly now it's been proven that you don't even need talent to become a celebrity because now, now you can manipulate the press yeah now like if you have money, there's so many examples of people uh, that become famous for no apparent reason you know what I mean Kim Kardashian spread her legs yeah. and and became a billionaire you know and little girls look up to her like <laughs> I guess like, what kind of a mind fuck is that? Like, it's, it's imagine you're a little girl and you're like, you know, or even like a Paris Hilton too. Never like, have I, you're a little way. girl and you're like into them or you look up to them and you buy their products and blah, blah, blah. Dude. And then you reach a certain age and you're just trolling around the internet. And then before you know it, you, <laughs> you, you know see it. them just getting railed by Ray J on a sex tape. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> railed by Ray J. Was that the name of the sex tape? <laughs> Railed by Ray J. <laughs> no, but it should have been. Oh man. And I've heard Ray J talk about how much money he's made over that too. Like that's what probably why you've never seen Ray J do anything for the last twenty years. Well, because it was never like leaked. Like it was, they did it on purpose. A lot of those were like that. Like I believe uh, the Pam Tommy one was stolen because they. Yeah, I do too. Man. I, they they I sound uh, even though they're lunatics, they both sound very credible when they talk about how that fucking safe was, like, stolen out of their house. Yeah, wasn't it, like... I mean, I could be totally wrong about this, but wasn't it, like... Um, so they had a, a contractor at their house, right? And he was... He, they I guess having, he wasn't, like, work done on their house or, or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And it wasn't to their liking, so they fired him, Tommy and Pam. And then um, the guy goes back to uh, the estate, the house, to get something. And Tommy cocked a shotgun and pointed it at the guy and said, get the fuck off my property. And then the guy was like, fuck you, Tommy Lee. And then he goes and, like, rummages through the shit and finds Tommy and Pam's sex tape and then sells it. That's the guy that sold the tape. That's L crazy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. That's crazy. I mean, that's just a rumor. I could be but dead I wrong. I did hear they're doing... I don't, I don't remember who's doing it. I don't know if it's HBO Max or Hulu, but they're doing a, uh, like, a mini-series, I think, about the Pam and Tommy thing. And uh, what's his face? The Sebastian Stan, bro. Yeah, the guy at Winter Soldier's playing Tommy... I forget who's playing Pam. <coughs> I forget too. 
At first, I was skeptical about uh, Stan playing Tommy Lee, but now, having seen pictures, I, I can see. I it haven't, happening. but I heard. I had heard they released. Um, they released pictures. Hulu, that's what it is. Hulu, okay. right. yeah. So I just looked it up. Let's see. Mick Jagger is your name. Um, Mick Jagger. First look photos. See? Oh, there he is. He yeah. looks like he looks just like Tommy. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lily James, isn't that the chick from? Uh... Yeah, that's the chick from. Uh... What the fuck? Um... She's from something. She was in. It's on the tip of my tongue. She was yeah. in. Wasn't she in? Um... I, I have no idea. Now I'm totally blanking. <laughs> she. Uh, I'm gonna have to look her up because this isn't saying anything about what she's from. She's in Panatonic. Oh, Seth Rogen is playing the guy that stole the sex tape. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's great, dude. That's amazing. He's really moving. They got married after only knowing each other for 96 hours. It's true. No, like, dude, Tommy. I read Tommy's book. And dude, I'm surprised he hasn't been canceled. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, dude, Pam. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. So here's what I did. I I went down to the island where she was staying because I found out from her agent and I followed her down there and then we went to a party. I drugged her. We danced. We made sweet love and then we got married and she was wearing a white bikini. Is that it was true? so romantic. I, I swear <laughs> that's in his... He said that? He said he it drugged her? It is bug, dude. Yeah. He basically like put like Ian or Drake. So she was in... Did you ever see that movie Yesterday? Yeah, I highly recommend that, I, folks. The, dude, the, the I, movie, the yeah, Beatles movie. Yeah. I highly recommend that. It's a great movie. I know I recognize her. She's from yesterday. I don't recognize her from anything else. I think I was confusing her with somebody else. I thought she might have been the girl from um, the uh, the Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. Was she the 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 beard for Freddie? Not to be ignorant. People, well, I'm but. saying I, I think she is similar looking to that actress because that's oh. what was confusing. Lily James. That's interesting. Oh shit! No way. Is she wearing fake boobs? Like, look at that. Uh, maybe. Maybe. She... I mean, that's some push-up bra. If not, I'm not an expert look... on brassiere structure. But Me neither. Maybe. But she doesn't look, um, you know, very busty. No offense to Lily James. <laughs> Dude, she's gonna come down. Pam she's was, gonna she's gonna walk across the pond and give you a stern talking to. Pam was guy. pretty epic when it came to bustiness. Oh shit! No, she was. Uh, <laughs> no, she was in that movie about the guy that like. Did. The guy that played Voldemort was in it. Like who? Uh, th- it was about digging up a ship from World War One. Mm. And she was like, she had like this glasses on and shit. Rebecca. She had like a library kind of vibe going that. on. Was this the only movie she's been in? Those are the only pictures they're showing. Oh, no, I definitely remember her from uh, Yesterday. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. I really like that I can totally see her as Pam, actually. They're showing a lot of... Oh, oh I never saw Baby Driver. <laughs> that guy in, on the right looks like Tommy's kid. She's in Baby Driver. I think we're not supposed to watch Baby Driver because Kevin Spacey's in it. <laughs> I think we're not supposed to watch life Kevin Spacey dude, movies anymore. I, I, right? <laughs> he, he chooses that moment to come out of the closet. Yeah, I don't think he had much of a choice at that point. I think he was trying to do like some serious damage control. I don't think it worked. That's not damage control. I don't control. think it worked. Yeah, I don't think it worked. But I think he was Excuse just like me. I'm just gay. That's what I do. I don't think he. Yeah. The reason I, I, I molested young boys is because why? Because I'm gay. He handled the whole thing very bad. Very bad. <laughs> now, so all right, so if he's in, if he's in prison. Let's say he goes to prison. I don't know where he is. If he's in jail, I think he's, he's sitting at the loser's table case. in prison because isn't it like pedophiles are like the lowest on the totem pole in jail? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the gay community is probably like, uh, no, because molesting him would. Well, and like, and like and Harvey Weinstein's not, I'm sure, not having a good time either because like if you, if you like abuse women or rape women, you're treated pretty shitty in, in prison too. As well, you But yeah, be. pedophiles <laughs> are treated pretty terribly. Like I'm sure Jared from Subway is not enjoying prison. <laughs> he's getting um, I heard he got real doughy I, I re- remember reading some article that like 
he spends all kinds of money on like the canteen and he, and he like added a bunch of weight. <laughs> he's gonna have to go back on the subway diet when he comes out. Oh, he's like a, he's like a doughboy. He's like all. Sad. It'd be funny if like he comes out and like one of the other sandwich companies are desperate, so they're like, it's like, <laughs> hey guys, I'm back, and now I'm selling Quiznos. I was just saying, Quiznos, <laughs> you want to make a comeback, bro? <laughs> In the Quiznos board meeting, they're like, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Bill, it's a risk. <laughs> it's a risk, going with Jared. <laughs> oh, man. oh, people have bad memories. They forgot about him already. <laughs> It goes black and white. Did they know? <laughs> oh they man! I always I, mean, it, I would laugh. I, I I would laugh okay, during so the Jared thing because I was always like like Blimpy or Quiznos. Their slogan should have been like Quiznos. We don't fuck kids. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> like sure, you might like Subway sandwich better, but a hey. spokesperson doesn't fuck kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Our subs are pretty good too. <laughs> Full disclosure, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, though, Blimpy is not that bad. Blimpy's not bad. Yeah. I, I kind of I don't think Quiznos is that bad either. But I think Subway is just awful. I I cannot stand Subway. Yeah, I uh... I have not had Subway in probably twenty years. I had Subway in like maybe close to five. The, years. That story came out that like their bread wasn't even bread. That was like, <laughs> they were like what was it? putting all this shit in their bread. Yeah, and like it, they legally aren't allowed to call it bread because like <laughs> what do they call it? Like I, it, I bet they name it like one of Elon Musk's kids, like X five two five seven. But I think in the in the same article, sorry Elon, don't in don't the same article me. it said that. Um, it said that, like, the tuna wasn't really... They weren't allowed to call the tuna tuna because, like, it didn't have enough things in it to be considered tuna. Whatever. It's just like, what? That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> just let me be ignorant and eat my... It's our tuna. tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I can't afford to eat food. Just let me eat my shitty food. Uh, yeah, I... I you, you know what chain sandwich place I do like is Jersey Mike's Jersey Mike's makes a good sandwich it really does man they really and they don't it. weigh their meat like fucking Subway does like they <laughs> slice the meat in front of you <laughs> they weigh their meat yeah you ever seen when yeah, you're in Subway yeah. they take the it's meat just, out and they weigh it and they're like oh this, we don't bullshit me this isn't a delicatessen my favorite delis are the guy that just doesn't pay attention to how much meat he's throwing on there he's just like yeah it's good enough there you go <laughs> And you just like get a sandwich up, like yeah. that. Like, that's the that's that's a good place to eat. Now, yeah. all these chain places, they're like, oh, make sure there's 0.75 ounces of ham. <laughs> and not a second more. And use the fake bread. Don't use the real bread. Don't use the real bread. <laughs> that's for me, I think family. they have, like, sugar in it, too. Like, they put all this shit in their bread. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow. I don't think we'll be getting Subway endorsing us anytime soon. Nah. <laughs> Subway, eat a dick. I don't know what kind of ad we can end up getting someday, but it won't be Subway. <laughs> well, you know what? They'll they'll find us, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoever, whoever you are. Yeah, I, I passed like seven Wawa's on the way home from South Jersey like two weeks oh, ago. Oh, I love Wawa. Me too, Wawa's man. fantastic. I uh, I never had like dude it was the only place I've ever been where I could get a roast beef sandwich and throw sriracha on it. Dude, swear to God, you can put whatever you want on whatever it. Whatever the heck whatever you want. Whatever you want, man. Seriously. Whatever you want. They got it. They got it. <laughs> it's true, dude. Bro, they, they have both things. <laughs> dude, they um and they have good soup. Yeah. They have good soup. They have yeah. good uh the the fresh baked items like the donuts and the muffins and like the apple fritter. You ever Wawa apple fritter? Those things are amazing. Not yet, man. I oh. want to though. Mm. Or like a Wawa coffee roll. Oh, coffee man. roll. Oh, don't get me started, bro. I want and they have um, their mac and cheese isn't half bad. Ooh. Yeah, they um, they make a mean sandwich, man. Whatever they're doing, they do good. And and they also, I think Wawa has the best um coffee also. Wawa's coffee is spectacular. I love Wawa's coffee. Only had it once. I've heard I I someone in Wawa once told me that Wawa um, puts a lot of money into water filtration. Yeah, and that's why their coffee's so good because I bought Wawa to make it home and it doesn't taste the same. Right. Different and I, you know who else does that? It's McDonald's. Spends a lot of money on water filtration. Yeah, their coffee's good too. Not as good as Wawa's mine, but 
No. Wawa's is amazing. Like, I'll... Wawa and Dunkin' Donuts are pretty much, like, neck and neck for me. They're, 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 they're tough to beat, those two. Yeah, dude. I like Dunkin'. Tough to beat. I like Dunkin' in the summer. For some reason, like, Dunkin's very summery for me. Especially, like, their iced coffee. I guess it's probably why. I'm not a big iced coffee guy. I, I'll say I, I won't. I won't go on my iced coffee rant on our on our fun podcast. All right, man. <laughs> yeah, keep it to yourself, Mike. I have a lot of opinions about iced coffee. That's all right, man. One of these days, one of these days, I'll sneeze wrong and be like, tune into <laughs> tune into my new podcast, Coffee Talk. <laughs> I think that was used already. <laughs> <laughs> Ice coffee is for scumbags. Did you see that SNL sketch when Bill Burr hosted at the Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, no, like, oh, they did. No, I did. Oh, dude, he's right, from Boston, so I need to bring see it this. up for you right now. It's hysterical. Well, that's part of why it's so funny because him and uh, I think it's Casey Affleck are these two guys, oh, Boston dude. guys. Oh, Casey Affleck's yeah, in it too. On. Yes, Holy yes. Crap, uh, dude. Let's see, SNL. Oh man. Oh, by the way, like, I, I saw the um, Colin Jost, uh, Michael Che joke swaps. You did watch it? Oh, my God, dude. That, dude. I was crying when I saw them all. How good is that? All right. This is hilarious. <laughs> He's got the Bruins cap on. It's perfect. Oh, <laughs> uh, this isn't the right one. I can't believe they've done more. And one Dunkin' Donuts. Oh no, wait, it's, it's Sam Adams, I think, is the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> but this is good, this one is good. Boston Company. Right, right. I was right. combining the two in my head, I think. But this is fantastic. Get it. Sam it. Adams has brewed its signature beers in First Boston beer. since 1984. So who better to try out our new Jacko Pumpkin Boston Ale than real Bostonians? Hey, you know, it's got that great Sam Adams taste, but the pumpkin flavor really kicks it up a notch. Well, I love Sam Oktoberfest, but I think this might even be better. <laughs> <laughs> Real Bostonians agree. 
sweetened, but you know, there's nothing else. <laughs> 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 oh, dude, he's incredible, oh, man. man. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. God, he's a I man. Love Legend. Dude, him on Conan is fire. Oh, I know. Like, and they're both for Boston, too. anything. Yeah, I know. He did, um, I don't know if it, Conan has a, has a really good uh, podcast. No, I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, it's called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Aww. And uh, so he has one guest on every week, and it's great because, you know, they do like, he talks to him for like 40, 50 minutes. Holy shit. And he's had Bill Burr on, and it's one of the best. And he's had so many good people. He had Dana Carvey on. Will Ferrell, uh, Hanks, like so many good people. Awesome, man. Yeah, you should check it out. It's really good. I love him. Dude, I, I got so much like me, like media like queued up to like read. And, I know, like, there's too them. much. There's so much there's to There's like, too much now. There's no. too much. When I get a free hour, I sit down and it takes me like 10 minutes to figure out what I'm going to watch because I'm just like, oh, I got this and this and this. Oh, I want to watch this. Yep. Dude, I, uh, yeah, right now, I. Yeah, I'm reading three different books at the moment. Um, That's hard. It's not that bad. I, I mean, to honestly, read a lot of different books at once. What I do, it really, it, a, it depends on the day. Yeah. Like, I choose between those three, really. Yeah. And on a given day, like, my minimum, my goal is to get to four pages. So I can, like, no, seriously, so I can, like, absorb every detail. Yeah, so you're not just reading it and, and not, like paying attention you know, exactly right? like just if I'm reading gonna, it yeah, to read it right if I'm gonna read I wanna like enhance my vocabulary get like learn some new information about somebody I'm reading about or go into a really good story world yeah that's the point for me man I got like cause whenever in school like I had to read a lot of pages like 20 pages by <laughs> the next day I never retained anything cause I was so concerned well, yeah, with getting to just, that number right 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 you're just trying yeah. sorry I forgot to and never mind the other turn off and never mind the other coursework I would have. So, like, of course I wouldn't retain enough yeah. until I really understand. I That's probably why I pretty much only have been reading comics the last couple of years. is because it's just like an escape, you know? Dude, it's good and stories, I though. Yeah, I only... And they're easy, it's easier, too, because, you know, you can fly through, like, an issue, like, pretty quickly. You know, like... I never got it. Like, like it, there's good stopping points, you know. Even yeah. if you're reading, like, even if you're reading like a bigger collection or something, like at the end of an issue, like you can stop and and pick it back up, you know. So, all right. So my big thing with comics is that they're a little bit intimidating for me, and I'll explain why. It's that there's you're looking at pictures, and then you have the word bubbles to follow, and then you have like the gridded pick, like how they like split up into like grids of four or six or whatever. I literally, I know it's like, you know, left to right, you, you read them, so you, but I don't know how, well, how are you, how do you consume a comic? So you know what I love? Here, Can you explain it to me? So I got, so originally only Marvel had this. Yeah. Uh, Marvel was the first ones to do it, and it's fantastic. They have the digital apps. Oh. Marvel's app's called Marvel Unlimited. Okay. And you pay, like, um, I forget what it is, it's not a lot, I, it might be like 50 bucks a year or something. And you get access to, like, their whole digital library. And every okay. month they add new stuff and then nice. also digitize older stuff. Ooh. And, like, this is the DC one. But when you go in to... Here, I'll get you over here. When you go in to the comic... Hold on, let me find a comic. All right, let's go to Batman. Let's see, is there one I'm reading? Yeah, dive back in. Okay, I'm reading Justice League vs. Suicide Squad. So, it opens it up. And you can look at the whole page if you want. Wait. But see, hold on. Let me see if I can get see. out of it. See, you double click. You go to the whole page. Okay. But then if you double click on a panel, it goes in the panel view. Yeah. And all you have to do is swipe, and it swipes to the next panel. God. So it swipes oh. for you in the order you're supposed, you're supposed to, to read. Go. Okay. So you're not reading them out of order. God. And even when you get to the splash pages, like, it'll... Let's see if I can get to a splash page. And what's a I'm splash gonna... page for viewers who don't know comics? Oh, okay. Um, so, splash page... Let me see if I can find one. Now, of course, I'm never going to find one. But uh, a splash page is usually... I think most of the time... See, I'm not even enough of an expert to describe it. But 
I think a lot of the times it's two pages. It'll be like a really big page where like it's a huge like action shot, and it'll usually have like like if it's you know if it's a Justice League comic, yeah. it's usually like a big shot of like everyone in action. You know what I mean? Okay. And, um, Sometimes there'll be some word bubbles in it. Almost like a montage type thing? Like uh, that equivalent of a montage kind, loosely? Uh, kind of, but it's also like, it could be like... So this is more like an end page. Like, this is the last page. But it's a whole page thing. So, uh, like, I don't know if that's technically considered a splash page. Okay. But it's usually got all... You know, now I'm to the end of the issue here. But it's usually got, like, a lot of characters in it. Like, uh-huh. And it's usually... It's, it's, it's the... Thing, like really the artist can shine because it's usually some big epic thing and like there's a lot of things going on you know what I mean and uh, if it has word bubbles the as you're swiping it'll jump to the different points of the splash page it wants you to go oh, to like you know to follow what's going on nice so it's really cool like I don't I mean I do read physical comics sometimes if I buy like I'll buy certain ones that like I want to actually have yeah but most of them I read on my tablet or my phone, and I really love it. And so DC has one. At first it was called DC Universe, That was, and I had gotten it for the shows because they had Titans on there, and they oh, had Doom sick. Patrol, and they had the Harley Quinn cartoon. But then they decided to make it comics only, and they put all the shows on HBO Max now because Warner Brothers, HBO Max and Warner Brothers are, you know, like... Link bed together, yes, yeah, same um, thing. So all the DC stuff is going to be on HBO Max. We're going to get a lot more DC stuff now because of HBO Max. Like I've even heard, I heard one of the higher ups at uh, <clears throat> Warner Brothers say that it opens up a whole new world to them because they can do, you know, movies just for HBO Max, and they can do series like um, James Gunn's doing a. You know James Gunn's doing the Suicide Squad no, movies coming out. No, oh, you haven't seen that trailer. Oh, no, dude. dude. Light it up. Oh, man. Uh, So James Gunn, (laughs) who is a genius, is uh, when Marvel got rid of him for like a year, and then before they brought him back, DC was like, hey, you can make whatever you want to make for us, and we'll let you do whatever you want. And he was like, I want to make a Suicide Squad movie. So So, for for listeners who don't know who that is, heaven forbid, James Gunn. What did he do? James Gunn's Marvel. most well-known for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, shoot. But uh, he did Slither. What else did he do? He's known for like a lot of different movies. But he's, Thor, maybe? No, Thor? no. He's he's a writer-director. Like He writes oh. his own stuff. And he's like very... Like Favreau. Yeah, we didn't talk about him. And, he, and he's, he's, right. he's got a, like a very uh, distinct style, and he's made a lot of good movies. He made this one movie that came out years ago before the explosion of superhero movies, and it was called Super... And um, Rain Wilson from The Office is the main character. Really? And his wife, I think, is played by Liv Tyler. Okay. And his wife leaves him for a drug dealer because she gets, like, hooked on drugs. Oh, yeah. And the drug dealer is Kevin Bacon. He's the bad guy. <laughs> and he decides to become a superhero, but he doesn't have superpowers. So he just carries around a giant fucking monkey wrench with him, and he just smashes people in the face. He wears a red suit. He calls himself Super, and he just smashes dudes in the face with a monkey wrench. That's hilarious. And uh, he, Ellen Page is in it. She plays his sidekick. I forget how he Elliot runs into Page. her. Yeah, yes. Sorry, Elliot Page plays uh, his sidekick. But it's such a good movie, and it's a real great take on like a superhero movie because it's like way over the top rated R too. Most of his stuff is rated R. Right. Um, is it more... Suicide Squad's going to be rated R. That's why there's a Red Band trailer. I wish to proceed. This is awesome. That's and he's good. got... So he's got John Cena in it playing this character. Oh, no shit. John Cena? John Cena's playing this character called Peacemaker. There it is. And he's doing a... Peace... Oh, Aegis Elba? Yeah. Holy yeah. crap, dude. Aegis Elba's in it. The only people that came back from the last one are Amanda Waller, the guy that played Rick Flagg. Um, Harley Quinn Margot Robbie Yeah, and uh, Boomerang's in it too uh, Captain Boomerang You were gonna save me? It was a really good plan too Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it That's patronizing <laughs> Red flag looks like uh, Jack Kerouac <laughs> You're Jack Kerouac? Yeah, it, and, and he picked a ton of obscure characters Dirty work, dude no, he he's, he's picked a bunch of obscure characters Like, say, say that he did with Guardians Where, like, he's gonna make... Characters that nobody ever knew, like popular. That's awesome, though. And yeah, it picks great music as always. Michael Rooker's in it. Pete Davidson's in it, that's one. Yeah, Pete Davidson's in it. 
as who? Um, I forget the name of the guy he's playing, but I've never heard of him. A lot of these guys I've never heard of. The rumor, oh, King Shark's in it. Oh, jeez. King Shark literally eats a dude in the trailer. <laughs> You know who the voice of King Shark is? Who is Sylvester Stallone? Get out, man! Swear to God! Holy moly! Here's the deal: we fail the mission, you die. If we find out any information you give us is false, you die. If we find out your first life, oh, is he playing Will Smith? No, originally that was the rumor, but he's playing a different character called like Bloodguard, I think, or something. It's a character I never heard of, but yeah, he's not playing Deadshot. Yeah, because I remember Deadshot and uh, Red Flag were kind of like, couldn't decide who was the leader, and that seemed like to be the dynamic. Yeah, literally, I have not heard of like really any of these characters. Like, I've heard of King Shark and, you know, Harley Quinn, obviously, but half of these people, I don't even know. <laughs> like, he really. Polka Dot Man, who, like, is one of the most obscure characters. Oh! Like, I mean, King Shark ripping a dude in half. Who doesn't want to see that in a movie? <laughs> and they literally did not bother him at all. They let him go make whatever he wanted. That's amazing, man. I don't know if you recognize that thing, but that that is a bad guy called Starro, and he's like some giant alien, and he was the villain in the original Justice League comic, the original cover. How great does that look? Uh, August 6th. Yeah, it's coming soon. Yeah, coming soon, man. I gotta gotta show you that cover now, because you'll appreciate it even more. Pardon my ignorance, Mike, but the previous Suicide Squad movie was also called The Suicide Squad? Or just Suicide Squad? I think it was just called Suicide Squad. This was called The Suicide Squad. (laughs) It's not really... They've said that it's not a sequel. Is it like a reboot kind of thing? It's more of... Like, it's not not even really a reboot, you know, because, like, there's some other, you know, similar people. So, I mean, it's it's like... It's not a direct sequel, but it is some sort... You know, like, it's still kind of set in the same kind of bastardized universe that Warner Brothers has created... Uh-huh. <laughs> at this point with uh I wonder if Martian Manhunter will make an appearance at the end I hope he, he was does. supposed to or no wait well he does appear in uh in, that's what I'm saying in the Zack Green Snyder. Lantern was supposed to appear in uh the Zack Snyder Justice League he said was that it? in an interview yeah he was he was gonna have a green he was gonna have a, um Jon Stewart in the sequel that he is not going to get to make. Look, this is Starro, Starro the Conqueror. That's the first Justice League comic. Holy moly! And that's that's the villain that he picked. So he went for like one of the most obscure villains too. <laughs> like it's crazy. That's great, man. I mean, we talked about this, but it's like some giant alien starfish. Bro, this is a fan making. I forget a who movie. did this cover, but he deserves credit. This is such a great cover. It doesn't. They didn't even have the names on them back Starro. then. Starro, consumer of heroes. It's a sucker of kelp. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who. Does he have any taglines, Sarah? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> he does now. You're welcome. The world's greatest heroes team up to battle Starro the Conqueror. And yeah, that's... 1999. The original Justice League, they didn't have Superman or Batman. No kidding. It was yeah, it was spun off of the Brave and the Bold comic, and it was it was those it was Wonder Woman, Flash, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, and uh, mm-hmm. Hal Jordan. I feel bad for Aquaman. He was kind of shown up by Super and Batman when they showed up. Do you know anything about Namor the Submariner? Have you ever heard of him before? I've heard of the Submariner, yeah. He's kind of Marvel's, like, Aquaman, Yeah, so pretty much, right. Yeah. And um, I heard a rumor that he's going to be the bad guy in the Black Panther sequel. Why? Because him and him and Black Panther have battled a lot in the comics. Oh, they have? Yeah, and, like, Atlantis and Wakanda have battled a lot. But I heard that's how they're going to introduce him. And I got all excited because I'm like, that's what DC was trying to do with Aquaman. Like, they were trying to make Aquaman more of a badass, like what Namor is. Because Namor is just a fucking sociopath. (laughs) People make fun of him because, you know, back in like the 40s, he had the wings on his feet or whatever. Oh, so man. (laughs) Yeah. Did you ever see those old pictures of him? Yeah, he looks kind of like... He was around. He was one of those guys that was around like really long time ago, like in the 30s and 40s. Let me see if I can find a picture. 
Did we run out of time? Or uh, we're now nah, we're good, bro. Just checking. Namor the Submariner. Let's Namor. See. Is he like an anti-villain type deal? He's kind of an anti-hero. Like he's a ki- he's the king of Atlantis, you know. So he only cares about Atlantis. He doesn't really care about anybody else. Like so, what the hell did he do to Wakanda to make Wakanda? I, I haven't Namor? read. I, to be honest with you, I haven't read uh, a lot of um, those comics. Not to be I've, a read, I've never read any Namor comics. Like, he's popped up in stuff I've read. Like, uh, he was in the Illuminati. I don't know if you ever heard of the Illuminati. Uh, well, um, not the well, comic. the comic, the Marvel Illuminati. Marvel had this group called the Illuminati, and it was, like, the brightest minds in the Marvel Universe. Like Reed Richards. Secretly and... meet. It was Reed Richards. It was Tony Stark. Nice. It was Namor. It was uh, Peter Parker. Charles Xavier. Oh, no, shoot. it was Charles Xavier. It was uh, Black Panther. Wow. And was there? Is there anybody I'm forgetting? I might be forgetting somebody. But uh, Doctor Strange. No, Doctor Strange was not in it. But they would like, kind of like, they would meet in secret. Like nobody knew they existed for a long time. They would meet in secret, like. You know, discuss matters when they had to you know figure out how to save the world do they have like secret handshakes and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know they might have uh, Why? where are all the old pictures I want to see an old picture of him with the he used to have these little wings on his feet I'm just seeing uni, green unitards <laughs> yeah sure. more than I bargained for well them. like you gotta look but you gotta look at a more badass look at some of the more recent let me find a cool recent one Who's playing Na- Namor in this new movie? Uh, the the thing I read did not have a name attached to it yet. It no just, name for Namor. <laughs> just said yeah. It just said that he was going to be the bad guy, and they were going to introduce him to the Marvel universe in that movie, which would be very cool. When's that coming out? Um, I'm not sure. The cool thing of, I mean, not the cool thing, but uh, because the of thing. the pandemic. We're going to get, like, so much superhero stuff now because everything got pushed back for a year. Like, Marvel's literally... I think there's months... I think there's... Where they're putting out, like, two things a month. Like, they're just putting out so much shit all the time. Loki just came out. Did you watch Loki yet? Not yet. It's good. Oh, it was really good. Word. You know, like, look at him. This is his kind of X-Men costume. He looks kind of badass Namor. But I can't find... See, like, the old comics, like, he fought in World War II with the original Human Torch and Captain America. They were called the Invaders. Nice. This is back in, like, the 30s Holy and crap, 40s. Dude. Yeah. So he's an OG. Yeah, like, he looks badass there. Yes, he does. He's, like, an OG character. You kind of see him here. He's got little wings on his feet back in the day. Huh. Oh, wow, he's riding... That is badass, whatever that I, is. I think it's a griffin. He's, is it a lion? griffin? Yeah, it's, like, yeah, a eagle... flying lion? Yeah, flying lion, basically. <laughs> That is badass. He, he's not. He's not playing, dude. No. Um, I, I wonder if the internet got rid of all the pictures of his feet. Oh, uh, you can cut. Can I Why? zoom in what's, on what's, this? Is that what's the issue with? His well, because people used to make fun of it all the time. Like, and he so. Like, that's how they used to. He's Namor. Who cares? He used to get goofed on for how he looked. You can see him here. See his feet. And he doesn't get goofed on for this. <laughs> Well, this is an old comic. Look, this is 12 cents. Well, you know what? It's nice <laughs> one. You know what, dude? Here's, here's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> they cast, like, John Hamm in a th- green thong. John Hamm, And huh? he's LGBT. I feel like uh-huh. if they're going to introduce a character like him, he's going to be around for a long time. Yeah. So I feel like they're probably not going to introduce... They're, they're going to probably go for a younger... I would think they would skew younger rather than an older actor. Because they're going to want to use them for a while. Because now, you know, they've lost a couple characters. Now they're trying to, you know, generate, like, a new crew. That's what it seems like they're doing anyway. Like, they're going to have this going to eventually be, like, a new Avengers team. And, like, I heard they're probably going to do the Young Avengers. Oh, Because they're introducing, like, they're introducing all these, you know, like, they're going to introduce Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye uh, show. Cool. She becomes the second Hawkeye. And, uh... I'm really showing you my geekiness here, Tony. Bro. In Falcon and Winter Soldier. Did you watch Falcon and Winter Soldier yet? I did. All of it. Me and my daddy. Great, right? It was great. So, you know um, Isaiah Bradley, the the black uh, super soldier that they go see? Yes. So his grandson, 
that's it. he only has like a couple lines in the show. Yep. He becomes uh, one of the Young Avengers. He becomes a character called the Patriot in the comics. No kidding. Yeah. So people think that that's what's going to happen. He's going to become the Patriot. Oh, that's right. And then they're introducing Miss Marvel in. Uh, she's getting her own show, and then she's going to be in the Captain Marvel sequel. So they're coming up with like a whole new group of like younger heroes, heroes. I guess, to carry the mantle. Grooming them to be the next. Because I even think when they cast the Fantastic Four, like everybody wants uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to play Mister Fantastic and and the Invisible and Woman. the Invisible Woman, but I think they're going to go younger. I think they're going to pick yeah. younger actors because the Fantastic Four is going to hope you know they hope is going to be big, and that's going to be like a thing that they'll use for years. Like so, those characters like you can't pick. You know, you can't pick wrong. People love well, right, but it, you right? can't also you can't pick someone too old because then yeah. they're gonna age themselves out. True. Like I bet you, if Robert Downey Jr. because Robert Downey Jr. was pretty old when he got cast as Iron Man, if Robert Downey Jr. was for like 10, 15 years younger, he probably still would have did it longer. Probably. But like, no one wants to see a sixty-year-old Iron Man running around. <laughs> no, he'll just walk really slow. And now they're gonna do. Uh, they also announced they're gonna do uh, what's her face, Iron Heart or something. Iron Heart. In the comics, there's this young um, Spanish girl in it. Uh, yeah. There's uh, this young Spanish girl who, uh, like, um, she... Oh, I forgot to send my timer this time, too. <laughs> but she, like, reverse... I, I haven't read the comic yet, but I've read about it. Yeah. She reverse engineers, like, one of Tony Stark's suits or something. And so this was at a point in the comics where Tony Stark stopped being Iron Man, so she kind of became like the new Iron Man. Um. She made her own costume. And so they're doing a Disney Plus show about her. They're doing a Miss Marvel one. They're doing an Wonderful. Armor Wars one with War Machine with Don Cheadle. And they're bringing oh. Back, they're bringing back fucking... I love Don uh, Cheadle. They're bringing back uh, Justin Hammer. Uh, Sam Rockwell is Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. <sighs> He's so good. Remember Sam Rockwell? He's like the shitty weapons guy that's like... Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think. Like, I definitely know who he is. I like that. I love Sam Rockwell. He's good, He's man, yeah. favorite actors. They're bringing him back for this Armor Wars show. Oh, shoot. Um, apparently, like, you know, now Tony Stark's dead. His armor's going to get out or something. And, right, right, uh, right. Yeah, so uh, War Machine's going to be in that. They announced a, a ton more shows. I forget. I can't even... I don't even think I named all of them. How could you? There's just so fucking and many yeah, so coming James out. Gunn, anyway, so after James Gunn finished Suicide Squad, he loved John Cena's character so much, he went to HBO and was like, I have an idea to do a show if you guys want to do it for HBO Max. And HBO was like, sure. So they filmed it already. I think they're almost done. Or Holy they did crap, film filming it. Yeah. They're not they like six dumb. episode show or something like that. So you're, I bet you're going to get, well, they already announced they're going to do a Green Lantern show for HBO Max. Who's playing Green Lantern? They're going to have multiple Green It's supposed to oh, be, true. from what I heard, it's going to like, jump across different generations because they're going to have Alan Scott who was the original Green Lantern yeah. but they're also going to have Guy Gardner and they're also I don't know if they're going to have Hal Jordan or Jon Stewart but I heard they might have there's some new Green Lantern acolyte chick like Jessica Cruz or something I forget her name I, she was in one of the Justice League comics I read but nice. apparently there's going to be a lot of different Green Lanterns it's going to be a live action show nice a lot of Green Lanterns in it, and it's going to take place like it, it should, like different generations, and it's going to be awesome. Well, it sounds awesome anyway. I think J.J. Abrams might be producing that because J.J. Abrams made huh. this huge deal with Warner Brothers, and he's, that's where that Black Superman thing came from. He's going to do. Did you hear that? He's going to do a Black Superman. African American Superman. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just like the Colin Joe's Michael Che. No, that's where the joke came from because it got. Oh, I, I just thought it was just like Michael Che goofing. It was like, I don't know. <laughs> They say in the thing, like, this week it's announced that Warner Brothers is going to make a Black Superman movie. Oh, I thought they were being completely, com- no, completely yeah, facetious. J.J. No. Abrams signed, like, a, a big deal with Warner Brothers to do content for them and to do comic book content for them. And one of the first things he's doing, I don't think he's directing it. I think he's just producing it. Have they ever, had an, Italian, doing... have they ever had an Italian superhero besides Rocky? I mean, Rocky is pretty much the epitome of the Italian superhero, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, but not in like is Marvel. Is Corleone an Italian superhero? No, he's not. He glorifies the Tony Soprano an Italian superhero? Uh, he's... I don't think there really has been. I'm trying to think. No, man. Like... I don't really remember coming across a lot of Italian superheroes. We need some olive oil but you know what? I'm bro. sure they'll come up with one now because now both companies are all about diversity and it's like... Right. 
I'm all for diversity, but they like are really throwing a lot at you. Like everything's represented now, and good for them. But Dude, it's honestly, like, th- that's America, bro. And like, I said, yeah, I said to someone the other day, I was like, I understand it because. I can imagine back in the day if you were like a young Spanish kid or something and literally every comic you read is like a white guy. <laughs> yeah. That, like who that's do you relate suck, to, man. you know? Yeah. So yeah, I get suck. that. I get that. I'm not against it. I'm just saying there's a lot of it now. So I'm sure they will come up with an Italian one at some point like Goomba Man or something. No, they already got one. Ready? Situation. <laughs> <laughs> GTL, man. GTL. His power is uh, is <laughs> attracting women. His power is <laughs> magnetic. His power apparently is not paying his taxes. Oh, oh. shit! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to end right there. Oh, dude, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Oh man, boy, are my wings tired? That was just a great, great, great episode. Man, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I just think that Mike and I are really crushing it so far. Anyway, that was another episode of the Box of Chocolates podcast. I'm your boy, Tony T. And uh, join us next week as Mike and I unpack whatever the heck we want to talk about. Because here at the Box of Chocolates podcast, you never know what you're going to get. Be well, be safe, and be happy. Be happy. Be well.